0: Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians, that's us, dissent against popular ideas of culture, that's them, by asserting a biblical worldview, we're going to get to that in a second, hold your horses, we are on a discussion topic Friday like no other, just, just kidding, it's kind of a lot like last week because it's part two in the series, my name is Bruce Johnson, joined as always by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And today... We are discussing Leadership for the King, Part Two The Family. Uh, last week, hopefully, you didn't mess last week's episode. If you did, I mean, what the heck is going on, people? Sheesh, like, pause this and go back. I'm kidding. It's okay. It's all right. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Um, you'll just have missed out on Jacob's awesome research into the definition of biblical leadership and how that extrapolated onto the family in ways that you probably didn't see coming, but you know. You know, you've got other things to do. You're all busy, busy people. So, all right, we'll stop there. Um, so, this week we're talking about the family. And as we suggested last week, we are following the Cyprian spheres of authority. If you don't know what that means, keep listening because we may or may not talk about it. You definitely should not Google it because then you would learn things. So, you know, not like that's the point of the show or anything um so before we get into all that though we have to do what jacob's just over there making faces like okay this is the strangest intro i've ever (laughs) witnessed may i just say this is episode 271 and we've been at this for almost two years now okay i think i'm entitled to one zany introduction that is just off the charts like out of order Because that's been, I I kind of
1: like Uh, it. It's just you're leaning heavily into that sarcastic comment. I know,
0: I know, I know, I know. Um, But I figure, hey, it's a second part of a series that's a pretty big series. Um, And so I lay it on a little thick. You know, maybe people will be like, all right, fine, fine. I'll check out their last Friday episode. Okay, okay, stop berating me. We'll see what happens. If I notice those numbers starting to go up, I'll know it. I will have known that it worked. So, um, all right. Before we get into that, though, we have to do what we always do. Every episode for the last 270 episodes and 271 is no exception. We have to talk about the word of God before we get into anything else, even though the whole rest of the the episode is going to be that (laughs) we're going to start it out strong because we're talking about Psalm 2 verses 10 through 12. Quote, now, therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Again, that's Psalm two, ten through 12. So like we said on Monday, um, we are uh, begrudgingly, I'm pulling Jacob along, you know, just dragging him basically, walking through pretty much all of Psalm 2. We're not there yet. I think there's two verses left. Uh. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Um, But uh, the whole point... Somebody help me. Tell him to stop. (laughs) Make him stop. There are so many more passages. This is what the
1: comment section is for. On my side, (laughs) tell him let's move to a different verse.
0: (laughs) But Psalm 2 is so good. Um, And so part of this, like I was saying on Monday, is If you walk away from this show and the only thing you've gotten out of it is somehow, miraculously, in the back of your head, you've managed to memorize Psalm 2. And you're scratching your head wondering, how in the heck do I know every verse of Psalm 2? I don't get this. Uh, We will have won. (laughs) So that's subtly, not so subtly the goal. Because Psalm 2 is incredible. And it packs a punch. And Jake and I were talking about this before. So, Are you many. saying that
1: the rest of the Bible isn't incredible?
0: No, 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 no. Wow, to... wow, wow. Thanks, Jake. You've made yep. your point, okay? Yep.
1: Excommunicated, Make... <laughs> heretic, all of the <laughs> terrible labels.
0: Yeah, so fine. Um, <laughs> this summarizes the Bible. How's that? Did I do it? Did I fix it? My back? Okay,
1: okay. okay. Keep okay. going, keep going. Okay. Where, where's the hole? Dig yourself a hole here <laughs> that I can get you into.
0: He's <laughs> so handing me shovels and I won't have to. <laughs> um, so this is the perfect passage for summarizing the, the potency of the gospel, right? This is the gospel in a nutshell, and it is the gospel with teeth. What so many squishy jellyfish like to do is take all the teeth out so that you're chewing with your gums. You're walking through life, chewing with your gums that will not adequately attack the gates of hell
1: you see this is this is why we get to stay with the milk we <laughs> right, you, just,
0: you, you can swallow we can't it,
1: chew right? the meat that's right
0: <laughs> there it is there it is but there is no possible way <laughs> let jacob tell you his story about this one guy he found um i'm f- preparing for episode. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, we're both sitting there like what the heck is wrong with this guy um but there's largely no way to, <laughs> to take the teeth out of this passage. I mean, kings, be wise, be warned. All the rulers of the earth serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Why do we need that last part? Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Because we were just painted this picture. Of a God on fire. Of the Lord of all creation warning the rulers and the kings, listen up. Knock it off. <laughs> Stop tyrannizing your people and terrorizing them. Love justice. Seek mercy. And I think it's the other way around. Either way it works. <laughs> right? And so we need at the end of this, blessed are all who take refuge in him. Okay. Okay. You don't want that. You don't want perishing in the way. Take refuge in God and his wisdom and his law and stop trying to throw off his binding chains of grace. That's the message. And it's glorious. It's a glorious message because what's the alternative? Look out your window. Look at the summer of love. Look at 60 million plus babies murdered. That's the alternative. Would you rather have that or the glorious chains of God and his law keeping you from doing that? That's the message of the gospel. That's the message of Psalm 2. That's why it's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. When I, when I was just
1: hearing that, I got, right. I got reminded of, uh, of the uh, speech, uh, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Mm. And that yep. just the title, I think, is perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think I just got, I was just thinking about that.
0: that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You got that from somewhere. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Leadership for the King talking about the family. And for those of you who are unaware of the Kuyperian spheres of authority, there are basically Abraham Kuyper put a label on it. This is a biblical truth that he put a label on. We call it the Kuyperian spheres of authority, but it's the idea that There are uh at least four or three or four um governments ordained by God. And we would argue four. There's the individual, which we talked about last week. You need to self-govern, and you need the Holy Spirit restraining you so that you can self-govern, so that you can be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only, right? There's that government, then there's the family government. Family is comprised of individuals, right? You take two individuals you put them together man and a woman in the covenant of marriage and you have a new entity. Uh, Pastor Jared Longshore talks about that at length in his book um, Case for the Christian Family. Wonderful book, but you have a new entity. This is not just, you know, I think he's like it's not just Billy and Janie, right? It's miss it's, you know, Mr. and Mrs, you know, whatever Billy's last name was. <laughs> right? It's it's a new entity. This is not just two random people that are just you know, in a house together or whatever, right? When you do that, no, oh, that's up to you know whatever you want. But no, this is a new entity that has that has a framework that has laws that is valid under circum, certain circumstances, right? That's a new entity, and we need to take that seriously. So we're going to go into length on that today. Um, but then you have the church government. Church government is comprised of families, family units together. Church government, right? We're going to get into that, I think, next week, or we're talking about the business one of these weeks. Anyways, that's when I said on last week's episode, "Watch out, Kuiper. We're adding a whole new, whole new sphere—the business <laughs> <laughs> right. coming." Um, but actually, Jake, Jake threw that in, and I thought it was very well, very well thrown, <clears throat> um, because that's a huge sphere of society that we need to address. We need to talk about. We can't just let that hang out there on its own. God has laws for that, too. And then finally, there's the civil government. And it is over uh, in terms of vastness, larger, but in terms of authority, not so. So we'll talk about that, I think, in February is the plan. Spoiler alert. All right. So today we are going to talk about leadership for the king, the family. Um, There are two approaches Jake and I are going to take throughout this episode. We're, it's a discussion, I think, I think we're,
1: we're going to take one approach. Okay. <laughs> Cause I don't know if I can do that other approach.
0: I convinced him. We were talking about this in the pre show and I was like, I was, you know, gunning for my perspective and he was gunning for his obviously. Um, and so we were like, I'm like, Oh, can I convince him? Um, I think it's more of like the other was some, you know, neither of us is married obviously. <laughs> um, but Obviously, like, how is
1: that obvious? Hold up, hold up. Why know. why
0: do we it's look like us. you I mean, you think we're not?
1: What, what's wrong here?
0: <laughs> well people have been listening if they've been listening for two years, we've okay. never mentioned okay. you know so. But if
1: they just showed up, they have no idea. <laughs> Let them believe that we You're
0: are right, That's right. <laughs> we're not completely crazy. So <laughs> I mean Oh you you how would you know? I mean um so but but there's there's so there's things that people can talk about from experience and things they can't. and so we want to talk about the things we um, we can talk about with our lack of experience on that front, obviously um, but still understanding a biblical worldview of the family and of all of these things and preparing for that in our futures and, and all these sorts of things right so and we want to kind of try and put the teeth back. I'm going to keep this. Analogy going as long as I can until it's dead. We, we want to put the teeth back into marriage. Hey, guess what? It, it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> yeah, it was over three jokes ago. You can stop now. <laughs> Please stop. Um, so we kind of want to put the teeth back into marriage. Hence, leadership for the king, right? There's a mission. There's a goal. This is something that is far more potent than people ordinarily assume. Now, I want to kick this off with a psalm, because I love the psalms. <laughs> and, and this, I think, summarizes my our inclination about the potency of the family, the leadership for the king aspect of the family, I think really well. So psalm 127, 3 through 5 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. And that's Psalm 127, three through five. What is the overarching language here? Is it an emotional, squishy, you know, fireside hearth telling stories and just, you know, kind of loosey-goosey that's the only reason a family exists. It's just. Hey, hey, hey! We're not talking feeling. about
1: the youth pastors here.
0: Okay. <laughs> right. yeah, we Let's leave them out of this. Pastors. No, this is a warrior. Arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children's of children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He will not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies. In the gate. That that's what the reward of children is. That's one aspect. That's the motivating factor now because god is glorious and gracious all loving all full of you know full of all mercy and 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 joy right there is so much more that comes from a marriage with that intent but that has to be the base right that has to be the foundation you have to understand your goal before you can reap the benefits of achieving your goal (laughs) right you don't know where you're going How are you going to get the blessings along the path? If you're Mm -hmm. just like closing your eyes, blindfolded and like, I don't know where I'm going to go. Why don't I have honey yet? (laughs) You know, like that's not, that's not how this works, right? You want the honey, you want the blessings, you want the good things in life that God has prepared for you. Then you have to walk towards them. And that means remembering the purpose of marriage and the purpose of this new entity. It is very much Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, children are very much like that. This is war language. This is on the offensive against the gates of hell. Anything you want to add to that passage, real quick, Jake? Before we move on,
1: I think uh, to to add to it and to continue uh, forward. So, not only adding, I want to move this along as well. Push it along. Um, Um, I think the fact of these being arrows and this being. A bow and a quiver, like we're we're talking very warlike language, and I'll I'll stick with that for a second. The fact of it is, is that we want these arrows to be strong. We don't want it mm. to be made of wood Sharp. that will split when we fire it out of this powerful bow. Like right? yep. speaking of, we want a powerful bow. A powerful <laughs> bow is what makes the arrows. um What well, we're what and kind of what I'm trying to lead this into is is kind of something that I that you know, Bruce Bruce said before that that's kind of the two separate things This is kind of the direction that I wanted to go. Um, but speaking about what, how do we create these arrows? How do we build up these arrows? How do we make these arrows strong? How do we keep them from being just loose arrows that aren't going to do anything They've They've got a dulled tip and they're, even if they do create an impact, they, they might still hit and they might still hurt, but it's not going to do much. Um, so I think added to that, I think the fact that what is what in going to the family here, what's what is the point of raising up these arrows? Well, it's to make them strong. What's the mm. point of? Isn't it? You know, this this uh this uh verse is just saying here, uh just have more arrows, have more arrows, have more arrows. And it doesn't say anything about making them those arrows strong. Well, no, it, it's kind of implied. Look at all the rest of the verses in in the rest of Scripture.
0: Yeah, it's implied that the next the, verse, the next verse on the list. If you wanted to read yeah. that one,
1: yeah, um, I I will, I will. Uh, Genesis eighteen nineteen says, "For I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after, uh, child, sorry, sorry, and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what He has promised him." The fact of these, yeah, I, I think this is perfectly said the fact of keeping the way of the Lord in by doing righteousness and justice, the, yep. um, that the, the father trains the children to do that, yeah. right? That we make these arrows strong by doing that.
0: Go ahead. Bruce. And the result of that is exactly what we were just talking about earlier. I've chosen him that me- he may command his children and his household after him, to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that what's the result? Where does this go? Why are we doing this? What's the goal of this mission? So that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Mm. What's the goal? Cultural revitalization. Revitalization. (laughs) I can words. Um, We are working in culture through the power of Christ to transform it. That's the goal. That's what we've been told to do. Disciple the nations, right? And so when you lead your household, when you command your children and your household to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, the result of that is a Christianized nation. That's what hmm. was promised to Abraham, right? Not but, just one, but many yeah. nations, more, than, yeah. more numerous than the stars will be Christianized.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring we want to keep this going yep. quite quickly go. here because we're getting yep. close. So yep. I would like to talk about this next one because I was just looking at this and just thinking about this. Uh, Proverbs 11.29 says, Whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind, and the fool will be the servant to the wise of heart. Proverbs 11.29. And I like I like the implication of this, right? Because it's not what's directly stated here, but it's it's kind of like the – what's the – Um, other side of this, right? Whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind. So if you don't trouble your own household, what will you inherit? Mm. So if you're in, you will inherit the wind, right? Wind is nothingness, right? You will inherit nothing. So the inverse is, well, what God speaks to the fact of, blessed is he that is, whatever, will inherit the earth, right? These types of inheritances. Um, and I love also the fact the fool will be servant to the wise, wise of heart. The fact of the wise, what will they inherit? They will inherit the fool. That's who they will inherit. Um. So I, I like, I like just like the, the obverse of that, the, the other side. Go ahead. Bruce.
0: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit before about hierarchy. This is more widely known and, Thank the Lord. It's becoming even more widely known every single year. There is hierarchy in marriage that is not wrong. That is not putting down the woman. Right? That is not, you know, the word patriarchy does not mean we hate women. Okay. In fact, if anything, we are acknowledging the glory of womanhood and manhood hmm. and their distinct natures and how God created them. Right. Quote. This is um, 1 Corinthians eleven three 3. Quote, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband. And the head of Christ is God. There's a hierarchy. There's a structure. Right? Christ has told men to imitate him. <laughs> That's the goal, men. Right? And then the wife is to be submissive to that example. I mean... Yeah. This, the, the, no one gets off easy, right? Yeah. No one gets to just ride along and not take responsibility, not have leadership, not do their part. There's a part for everyone to play. There's work to be done. And it's all glorious work for a glorious purpose.
1: Yeah, I think added added on to this is the fact that we've discussed this several times before on the show. And this first shows this. Um, that very last part, I think, Bruce, uh, you gave a, a little bit of a, um, at the beginning, a qualification saying, this is not, this is not to put down the woman, it's to bring the glory. And I think, yep. um, the very last section of this verse, and the head of Christ is God, right? Also yeah. speaks to the fact, speaks to this right here. We, we, you know, if this verse is talking about putting down the woman, why would we mention this last little bit here, right? The head of Christ is God. Is is God more than Christ? Is God more powerful than Christ? No.
0: Yeah,
1: God Christ is.
0: Christ is less somehow less right. than God. Yeah, that's a better way to put is it, it. Less yeah. importance.
1: Mm-hmm. The the Son submits to the Father. That doesn't make the Son any less than God. So I think this is a perfect way to put this here and what God is doing here and what, what this is showing here, sorry, this verse is giving you a little bit more context to this and like, this is what we, this is what it means. This is what we are mean by this. We're, we're not saying this thing that you want to turn it into, right? Yep. We don't want it, you to take the definition and define it for yourself. We're defining the definition right here.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right, moving on just a little bit, cover all our bases, if you will, because we have to talk about all the different aspects of this. But actually, this is probably one of the strongest calls to action for men to lead, right? This is about leadership for the king. How do you lead? What do you mean you should be leading for the king? What does that look like? I think this is a great, great passage for that. First Peter 3, 7, quote, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. End quote. There is this um, honor. Now, the reason that this is not like our whole episode is because this ver- things like this, this idea has been taken and twisted into unrecognizability. Right. What, what even is it anymore? Feminism. Right. And things like that, where and, and weak-willed Christians who don't study their Bibles, right, and read this verse and think, oh, oh, okay, we're the same, right? Complementarians, you know, whatever, um, and we're just we we have complementary roles. We have a, we're both leaders in this family, right? We both serve the same position. Mm. There's no hierarchy. We're doing the same exact thing. I, right. I, But then you can. It's go- so
1: weird. I hearing hearing complementarianism. I'm like, oh, nice. Okay. So yeah. what we're saying is that each have their own roles in the house, and they yeah. complement each other in the way that you were thinking, right? Right. The the husband goes out, gets money to bring it back home to make sure that the wife can train the children so that they can go out and do the same and bring mm-hmm. forth God's kingdom.
0: Yeah. All the and while organizing a society.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So that makes yeah. sense, but like we've taken that definition and we've turned it. Again, with yep. all all of this war is is the war of definitions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta make right. sure that
1: we hold on to those.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, we mentioned it earlier, and I think we have five minutes left. So we've spent twenty-five minutes talking about the goal, the mission, the warrior, the you know, we should balance it out. And it shouldn't be that, right? It shouldn't be twenty-five to five right talking about the joy of marriage talking about the love of marriage talking about the blessings talking about all of those wonderful things that everyone else just focuses on that right those things are good that doesn't mean that they're any less good but they have their place and they're a result just like we were saying at the beginning a result of understanding the rest of this first right if your marriage is structured this way if you understand the purpose of it this is where the family is going this is the purpose of the family then you'll have everything else because you're working in the trenches together. You're fighting in the trenches together. It's a very, very different mentality than oh, great. All right, I get money. I gotta spend the next 80 some years with this person because that's the contract. We signed it. I wonder if there's a way out of this. <laughs> right? <laughs> like you start to go in a complete instead of, all right, let's get to work. Here we go. This is great. We signed we signed this covenant. We're ready to go. We can start creating arrows. We can start shooting them. We can start, you know, like, let's get to work. We've got so much to build. When that's your mission, when that's the focus, that's the motivation, then you get leadership for the king. Then you get parents who lead for the king. And then this next verse, to wrap it up. Makes a lot more sense. Well, we could wrap it. There's, there's so many directions. I like
1: on. these last two. I think we should they talk like about them? both. All me. right.
0: You want to read the Proverbs one and then I'll read Ephesians mm-hmm. five.
1: Um, Proverbs twenty nine, fifteen through 17 says the rod and reproof give wisdom, but, let, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. When the wicked, when the wicked increase, transgression increase, increases, but the righteous will look upon their downfall. Discipline your son and he will give you rest. He will delight to your heart. He will give delight to your heart. Proverbs 29, 15 through 17. I, wow. What an amazing verse to show. The fact of spanking your children. Mm -hmm. Right? The rod and reproof give wisdom. And then at the other verse, giving this next section of this verse, giving more context to the verse before, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. I I've seen so many. Does it get
0: more vid- obvious than that. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've seen so many videos where it's like these these parents trying training their children through don't, don't be mean to people like and and it it's like and I don't mean I'm to say count it to like three. that but it's like I'm going yeah, to to three. Yeah. This gonna... this whole like yeah, training your children that way is and I don't even know what to call that. Soft parenting. <laughs> I, I don't even know uh,
0: parenting but, with air quotes
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and this this very last part um, discipline your son and he will give you rest right. be uh, this whole heart. verse yep. has amazing words to it that that gives so much to this to this idea, right it's mm-hmm. and it's so true like we look at all of the disobedient children in our day and age and it makes sense. Yep. when uh, i think this in this middle section i can't i can't stop bunging up these little parts <laughs> of this know. verse that's um,
0: why i was like when, uh do we do this at the end there's so much here <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah when when the wicked increase transgression increases but the righteous will look upon their downfall i think this verse this very beginning part is speaking about the fact of hey if, if you're not giving the vod and reproof and you're not giving that wisdom through the vod and reproof you're, you're increasing the wicked and with the wicked with increasing the wicked you your your transgression will increase and then it adds to it this this sense of victory but the righteous will look upon their downfall the righteous will be the one standing
0: yeah those disciplined by the rod will be yeah. left yeah all right I don't think it would be fair if we didn't round out our conversation by reading Ephesians 5. I mean, is that cliche at this point, Jake? Or is it because it's scripture, it'll never be cliche, I think, is the rule. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nah, okay. uh, we have to. We can't, we can't. We have to. Yeah. I mean. We we, we will be we will be mocked if we do not. That's
0: <laughs> true. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and rightly so, if I do say so. Myself, <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I may add. Uh, Ephesians 5, 23 through 32. Wives, submit to your own husbands, as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head All right, this has been Leadership for the King, the family edition. Thanks for joining us, tuning in, watching, listening. Please share it around, Um, comment all the things that I feel I shouldn't say, but I probably should say. Uh, I feel I shouldn't have to say at this point, but I probably should. Um, Make sure that you uh, follow us on all our social media pages. We post all sorts of clips, all sorts of verses also. We're sharing all sorts of crazy stuff. I had to restrain myself from sharing last night well when I were recording this <laughs> last night <laughs> the fact that Trump uh, uh, was victorious in the caucus and comment I'm like no don't don't, don't do it but anyways we post things like that um, so at TRD show on Instagram Facebook gab getter uh, real TRD show on X, And we're looking forward to seeing you on Monday. We're back once again on Monday to discuss current events once again from a biblical perspective. Until then, have a great rest of your weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.